Can you tell me why? Every time I step outside, I see my people die. Oh, I, I'm letting you know that it ain't no gun they make that can kill my soul. Oh, no. All we want to do is take the chains off. All we want to do is break the chains off, yeah. All we want to do is be free. All we want to do is be free. All we want to do is take the chains off. All we want to do is break the chains off, yeah. All we want to do is be free. All we want to do is be free. Situation. And when does it change? It's not like a situation that you can't understand. Here's a minority, here's an African-American, here they are being abused, and it's the same situation. It's been 30 years since Rodney King. All we want to do is be free. Amadou Diallo in New York reported won a Pulitzer Prize for the reporting. Wow, great job by journalists. Great job showing the injustice. And what happened? What was the resolution? Where was the progress? Eric Garner? No, I'm with the protesters. Thank you very much. What's good? What it do? And what's popping? It is your boy Marcus J. Destin back with another other episode again because me, like an amateur, I didn't record the first one. We had a whole conversation, an hour long, about forty-five minutes, and I never hit record. So, uh, Katie, uh, Katie has been a good enough, cool enough dude to come back and give me another chance at an interview and redeem myself. So here we are with another episode of Instaviews. I want to thank Les the Genius, and I also want to thank Sellers Media for the past two episodes. Um, those numbers are going up, and I just appreciate those and the love that we've gotten from them. Um, I also want to say um, just to everybody, make sure you stay blessed with everything that's going on. I know that it is... Um, crazy times that we are list that we are living in we are literally witnessing history um you know it feels weird kind of trying to make content throughout this but there are people that want this distractions from everything that's going on you know because you don't want your timeline just being filled with the same thing um that get kind of mundane excuse me and it can wear down on your spirit so um i understand everything that's going on i support you of course like Y'all know where I stand, and if you don't, then you obviously don't know me too well, you know what I'm saying? So, um, I love you all, I appreciate you all, I hope that you all are being safe, um, just in these indecent times, and I hope that there's justice, true justice is served, and that we, not only that justice is served, but um, that the system is rejuvenated as it should be, you know what I'm saying? It's an old system that doesn't work for new times, and, and I think that it is time, and people are tired, so... That's why I stand with things. I want to make time, make sure that I use my platform to go ahead and get that across to as well. Without further ado, for those of you that don't know what Instaviews is, Instaviews is where I take my time um, to meet up with some of people that I just so happen to know, some of the dopest people that I just so happen to know. Um, and I bring you some of the illest in an instant, a chance to get to know new people if you don't, and a chance to get a deeper context into, so into who they are if you do know them and you're a little bit familiar with them. And today, I have one of the dopest and one of the illest with me, K. AD, the damn poet. What it do, bro? Yeah, bro. Living, bro. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, um, like I said, we've already had this conversation once, so this is going to be like a recap for us. For y'all, y'all going to be viewing this for the first time. So, stick in there. We're going to get it going. We're going to get it popping. Y'all know how we like to start. We are going to start with KD's latest release entitled Money, um, featuring L-O-E uh, Gino. Um, very dope-ass song. So, without further ado, here is Money, released um, March Money by uh, KD the poet. You know what I'm saying. Uh, you know we don't we ain't gonna give you the full thing here because obviously we want you to go and stream that joint uh, wherever it is you listen to music. All, all available on all DSPs. You know what I'm saying. So KD, let us know how you feeling, man. Where's your mind at right now? How, how you been, bro? Yeah, bro. Well, happy to be alive, Brad. We just going through all the madness like everybody else, Brad. I mean. Life, bro, everyday life, bro. Still trying to get to the music as well, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I'm glad for you to be here, man. It's a blessing. You know, you got, you kind of, we live in weird times where you got to say that shit, you know what I mean, to, to people. Like, I may not know, me and Katie may not be, like, close friends, but I consider us friends. And I think it's important for us to, uh, in general, people, tell people that you love them, tell people you appreciate them while you can, because you just never know how this life going to turn out. So, um you know, Katie, love you, bro. Appreciate you for all the all the content you put out, man. You know what I'm saying? And beyond that, just for being a dope ass dude. You know what I'm saying? You know? I bet. Uh without further ado, we are gonna play a game we like to play. Uh we like to call Make It Quick. All right. Y'all know how to make it quick work. We're gonna give you some options. Um, and we like to, you know, dive and get the deep dive into people here uh at Instaviews and see what they're all about here. So, um, without further ado, let's get right to it. So, KD. Would you like to live a hundred years in the past or a hundred years in the future? Hundred years in the future, bro. All, yeah. all this shit going on right now, <laughs> nigga. I'm, I'm too interested to see how shit will end up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I can kind of. I, I hate the post on um, social medias that be like, "I was born in the wrong era." Be black people, like, I was born in the wrong era, and it'd be like this. I'm like, them motherfuckers don't give a damn about you. Like you, you was born in the right era, so. You would be happy to be born in this era. You see what I'm saying? People are so ungrateful sometimes. All right, breakfast or dinner? Oh, how about breakfast for dinner? Mm -hmm. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. You just changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can never go wrong with eggs at 7 o'clock. I don't know what that is, man, but it's just fire. Uh, Goku or Vegeta? Oh, OK. 
okay. Don't 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 kill me for this one, but I was never too big on Dragon Ball Z, bro. Oh shit, okay. All right, bet, bet, bet. Goku, because that's who I'm most familiar with. And I know bro go crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. That's all you gotta say. Goku, it's always Goku the right answer, no matter if you watch it, if you don't. You know what I'm saying? Uh be 10 years older or four years younger than where you are right now. Ooh, hold on, let me think. Four years younger, bro. I, I know niggas supposed to act like they ain't living with no regret or nothing or anything that change, but I got some shit I'd change. I yeah. Use, I could use four years back. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, would you rather direct a movie or produce an album? Mm. Direct a movie? I feel like it's just so much different shit you could take from up here and put it onto a, a For sure. canvas with it, you know? For sure. I, I would have I picked the same thing, too. Um, Ari Lennox or SZA? Come on, Ari Lennox. Hey, come on, that's, that's the home team, man. <laughs> listen, beyond that, Ari, I love you, girl. You know what hey, I'm saying? Hey, we, hey, look, my dog, we, we might have to... Listen, we go, Ari, you already got us about to scrap up here for you. Listen, you know what I'm saying? Listen, it's a fight. As long as we can be cool afterwards, you know what I mean? May the best man win, it's cool. You know what I'm saying? Shoot. If I lose, at least I know she in good hands. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's all that matters. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Wu-Tang or Outkast? Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a, it, it made me think a little bit, but I think I would have gone, actually, the only thing that made me go Wu-Tang is Method Man, but I would have to go Outkast. I respect that, I respect that. Yeah, yeah. Um, last one, you get one wish, uh, your one wish granted, would you rather control time or control the weather? Ooh, uh, probably control time. Yeah, I say time too. Yeah, 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 yeah. We be on we on the same page. We on the same page. So, KD, let these people know where you from and what do you rep. Uh, California, bro. Born in Berkeley. Uh, shit, repping the Bay Area, bro. Yeah, that's where we yeah. at, man. That's where we at. So, um, being in the Bay Area, do you have any uh, influences out there, or you know, into your rap style or anything like that? Uh. I mean, I wouldn't say so much influence onto my actual rap style. Mm -hmm. However, like I definitely pay homage and got that respect for for the artists that came before. You feel me from out there? Because I mean, regardless of what type of lane we going in in music, they still paving the way, you know, and did pave the way, I should say. So, so I always got my respect for my uh, Bay artists that came before me. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I think that's dope, man. I've never been to California, but. Anybody that ever talks about it, they say it's like a whole different, it's like a whole different place. You know what I'm saying? So I can't even imagine, you know what I'm saying? So it's different. Like I told you, it's a lot different from where I'm at right now. Yeah. 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 I think that's dope as fuck, man. Um, so Katie, when did you start getting into music and rapping? When did you fully commit to becoming an artist? Uh, I say music started to interest me from like a writing level. Probably when I was about 15, maybe my sophomore year. Mm -hmm. But I didn't really start taking it serious until kind of until like I was about ready to uh, graduate high school, 17, 18. And that's mm -hmm. kind of when I started buckling down, really started writing, really started like, okay, maybe I can actually do something with this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was about 17, 18 for real. Yeah. So, so then, um, you know, we obviously already asked you this question. What did your social circle look like regarding to the support, your support system around you, regard your family and your friends? How did they take that on when you committed your first song released and all of that? What was the reaction like? 
I was supportive as hell, man. I mean, even even before you know me actually dropping music, just just when I when I put the idea out there of like you know I think just something I actually want to do, it was it was nothing but support from my immediate circle in front of people who who I would expect it from. You know, as I told you, uh, I did start to see a lot of people. You know, once once they saw I could do something with it. Saw a lot of people trying to be around. I mean, but that's mm-hmm. natural. I guess it's human nature, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I mean, for the most part, I definitely felt the the love and support. And I mean, and it's only grown. It's only yeah, grown. yeah. I was um I was looking at um I look at the little shit right. So I go to like monthly listeners right, and so um I like to compare like on Spotify they show you what your monthly listeners or the listenership of the artist is right. And so KD is holding pretty steady, considering he's not dropping um you know as frequent as other artists he still holds strong to a good audience of when he does drop you know they definitely listen for sure you know what i'm saying and i saw i think that says a lot about you as an artist and you as a person and the the audience that you have and the support system that you have that people are still going to support kd you know regardless you know and i think that's dope and obviously i talked about your rap cadence the last time when we had a conversation um about how it was like putting like your foot to the gas pedal how if you listen, if you really go and listen to KD's music, it's like a, it's, it's a steady thing. Like he'll get into a flow and he'll go, 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 go. And you'll be like, yeah, he about to tap out soon. He'll give you one line, bring you right back in. And then the, he's just like, keep putting that foot down on the pedal. And you'll be like, damn, he really can rap. It really is like, I prefer the classic hip hop, like that, that part of the lyricism and you pick a good beat and you just flow on that beat and that's what it is. And so like, I know that you are more than that and not just that, but I do enjoy that particular style, whether it's the poetic love story type rapping or the, you just talking your shit rap. Yeah. Facts, facts. Yeah. 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 So who are your um, top two inspirations when it comes to creating music and putting out uh top two top two inspirations would be Cole and honestly myself <laughs> shit i mean i'm, I'm I like heavily it. inspired heavily inspired by myself it's just what i'm feeling in the moment what i got going yeah i like that i like that a lot so um and then i just it sucks because we've already asked these questions i don't know the answers but how did you practice becoming a better rapper, um, you know, and getting to where you are now? Uh, for one, I love a lot of practice. Don't don't let the uh, hype fool you. I, it ain't always been what it is now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. uh, I've told you, reciting a bunch of my favorite verses and just learning those. Like that was before I was even writing my own shit. That was something I took pride in was learning my favorite verses and actually being able to deliver them as if it was my own. And it helped mm-hmm. along the line with, with delivering my own shit as I started writing more mm-hmm. uh and just uh not making making sure not to force it when I'm when I'm trying to get into a writing groove mm-hmm. if I'm not there I try but I'm not going to force it you know so mm-hmm. that, that that helped as well yeah I think that's dope as fuck and um I you know we I mentioned doing that same thing just practicing how do you become a better rapper a friend of mine told me just rapped everything um and I definitely have been in those places where I pretend um more specifically I think the last time I was like playing, it was while I was playing football, but I would rap that six foot, seven foot verse by Wayne. Like it was my verse, like real G's moving silence like lasagna. I'd be like, Ooh, good shit, Marcus. That's a good job. Like you wrote it. it just like, I feel like, and, and, and to be honest, it does help you when it comes to executing your own verses of like, 
this is how I want to, this is how Wayne executed his, this is how I felt when Wayne executed his, so this is how I want people to feel when I execute my own shit. And so I could picture myself in those same situations, so, I, you know, I relate to that a lot. Um, so um, what is your most accomplished moment as an artist for you? Uh, I would say the most accomplished moment as an artist probably isn't like, you know, as I've told you, it's not like a super big moment or anything but just dropping my first my first project when i dropped uh perspectives and maybe actually backpedal my first song i should say which was uh, who really changed and that just it was it was a big moment for me because it kind of solidified for me like okay you actually do have a decent fan base and a decent amount of people that were you know eager for you to drop something because as a lot of people know i started and was only doing a bunch of rap videos in the cars. I mean, and that was the wave then, you know? Mm -hmm. A lot of people were like, okay, when we gonna get some music. So dropping that and kind of, you know, the, the support I got, it was, it was overwhelming for the time because I I didn't know what to expect. So that that would be probably the moment there for me. Mm -hmm. And just set the, set the groundwork for everything that would come after. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's dope as hell, man. Um, just, and you and the one thing about you, you what well, we talked, you mentioned your family a lot. You talked about your brother. You talked about um, your mom, um, and just how much of an influence that your your family seems to be, and who you are, the person you are, and the raps that you develop to as well. Um, <clears throat> where does that stem from? You know what I'm saying? Like, like where does that where does that come from? I mean, family is just big to me, bro. Like, yeah, I feel like that's a lot of people can act like they don't need people. I need my fucking family. Mm -hmm. you know what I mean. Super big to me. I mean, whether it's distant for a time or not, you know, that's 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 my people's, you know, support system and all. They buttheads, but we gonna, you know, they they support whatever a nigga doing. So that's I'm I'm always had him and I'm always mentioning him in the song when I can. Shit. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I, and and I appreciate that shit because I'm the same way. I mean, what the fuck are we without family, to be honest? You know what I'm saying? So um I think that's pretty dope. So um for those of you that don't know, and I'll once again, we've already talked about this shit. But um, for those of you that don't know, I became familiar with KD um, kind of through less, but also through this um, rap freestyle challenge that was going around at the time when um, when I first heard about KD from what now platinum recording artist Deontay Hitchcock, right? Um, who was on who just released his first major album and who was also on the Dreamville project that went platinum, um, Revenge of the Dreamers three. So. KD was a part of this um, wide open rap challenge where you just rap and Deontay and Goldlink had put out a song. Deontay challenged everybody, you make it a hashtag, you know, that whole thing, How you know how everything goes. And this, I saw, excuse me, read across uh, KD's verse and, and saw it and I was like, this is at a time, I, and I told KD, this is at a time where I was feeling like I'm top, I'm top internet SoundCloud rapper in the game right now. So like, can't nobody touch me. Then I then I ran into Les the Genius and I was like, all right, I so I like I'm one of the best internet and then I ran into KD and I was like, all right, so there's some solid niggas out here uh, who could just rap and I appreciate that. But you know what I'm saying? I was hating because I was like, man, I, I got a song. I was the only one that was real with that real hip hop shit. But of course, you know, me and my stupid self. But I ran across KD's verse, easily one of the coldest verses in the challenge because you know you just hit the the hashtag and you going and comparing. I'm like, I'm better than that. I'm better than that. I'm better than that. Stop the KDs and I'm like, oh fuck. Um, he had a cold sweatshirt on, uh, fuck money, spread love. He was really rapping. The beat, he was, I mean, he, when I say he was floating, he was floating on the beat. You know what I'm saying? So tell us, a, and he won the challenge. I don't, I, you know, 
that's it. You won the challenge. So tell us what that process was like um, from writing it to the inspiration. Why did you get involved? And then actually winning the challenge and putting him on your second major your project, uh, Park Car Conversations. Uh, man, uh, how that how that kind of played out was, as you say, him dropping the song with Gold Link wide open. First and foremost, before the challenge even happens, that's a song I got a heavy rotation. Just, I mean, I fuck with it. I fuck with Deontay. Shout out Deontay. Uh, I did a verse to it, wrote it. You feel me? I let the beat play, kind of saw I wanted to take it. Wrote my verse down. I recorded that shit at a fucking, uh, like I told you, I recorded that shit. I'm working at a summer camp at the time. Mm -hmm. at church. Recorded that shit at after hours, five o'clock, just um, when everybody left, you know, so record it, upload it. I mean, I ain't really, I ain't gonna say I didn't expect to really make no static with it, but I mean, I was kind of just letting it do what it was gonna do. Mm. Uh, a couple weeks go by, he ends up kind of, he ends up choosing uh, multiple winners, but I'm the first winner he chooses. I mean, from there he DMs me, lets me know that, you know, I'm here whenever I wanna get the uh, verse from him, free mm -hmm. verse that I got from uh, winner. I think maybe a week, a week after that, I found a um, beat. Knew I had to do something to it instantly. And just kind of as I got the idea for the song, I kind of realized it was toward the lane that he kind of excels in. I said, I'm going to get him on this shit. I mean, mm -hmm. and the rest was history from there. I recorded it, laid it down, sent it over to him. He got it back to me. Mm -hmm. He ended up on, as you said, on my uh, second project release, my Park Car Conversations, a song called uh, New Phone With This. Mm -hmm. and I mean, people fucked with it. I mean, the love I got from the project as a whole, but that song for sure. And, as you say, he's now fucking platinum recording artist. I mean, he, he done did himself yeah. since then. Yeah, so, I think it's. Great. I think that's dope because people get to go back and they listen to his music, and that'll be one of the songs that'll pop up, you know, from Deontay. And then in association to that, it's your song. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So like, people get introduced to KD through that new reintroduction to. I mean, introduction into Deontay Hitchcock. So that song is not. It was not, you didn't build your album around that song, correct? Uh, yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, the, the album at that point was already probably, i say about like 85% done for it. I think I maybe had a couple more songs that I wanted to kind of finish the ideas for and actually put it on paper and record it. So, I mean, that was just kind of like some spur of the moment. Felt like I had something good for the sound he could deliver on and send it over to him. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. the, and the rest is history, as they say. You made us a little banger. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <clears throat> you, so since then, you have released, you know, you've released here and there. You've released two songs, one being now one of my favorite songs I think I got in rotation constantly, um, Build Up and Money. So let's talk about the feel for those two songs. Um, Build Up Build Up came up first, and obviously that's one of my favorites. We talked about that. Um, just the way that he's talking, the address, the I haven't gone anywhere, even though I haven't been here. Um, let's talk about Build Up and the vibe for that, and then how we got to money, and then what happens after these two. Yeah, I mean, as far as Build Up, that was actually, I mean, pretty much precisely the vibe behind it was like, I'm still here, you know, regardless I'm dropping, I'm still here and I still got shit building up that I could definitely talk about in these songs. And it was, this was an example. I mean, mm -hmm. nothing different than usual. I mean, just one of those talking shit songs, you know? Mm -hmm. And the vibe of that was just kind of a little release. Like I said, I had a lot of shit built up. I mean, just went in there fast. Uh, money? I want to say, to be honest, I may have wrote Money before I wrote uh, Build Up. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. 
Hey, I recorded them in the uh, in the same session though, but I recorded them uh, what summer of twenty summer of twenty nineteen. Oh, so I, yeah, I, I recorded it quite a while before I actually ended up dropping mm-hmm. either of these tracks. I mean, but instantly when I heard the beat for money, I knew I wanted to do something with it. Mm-hmm. When I started getting the idea rolling, the how I was gonna take it, I knew like. Yeah, bro, you might got you something. <laughs> I mean, it, it was different. I mean, the bounce different, as you heard, you know. Mm-hmm. And when I uh, that particular studio session, I actually had some of my partners in the studio with me, and just that that validated it for me when I laid it down. Cause I, I mean, they just yeah, yeah, the face, it's the face. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I mean, that, that, that's always good to get the reaction. But I mean, yeah, I knew, I knew it was probably one of them ones. Yeah, for sure. I mean. Like I told you, money, I ride around with my windows down to it. It's just a good vibe. The, you know, the sample start, the slow start, the DJ scratch at the beginning is everything that I personally like in a good song. So, you know, hearing that and then getting a phenomenal, like a great flow from both you and LOD, um, LOE, I'm sorry, um, that y'all both, both of y'all just play well off of each other. And so I really enjoy I really just enjoy those songs and build up. Obviously, I told you my favorite line from that shit was um, there's a couple people I got, there's a few people I got to flex on for the principal. Like, you got to get flexed on. You just got to get flexed on. And and KD, the one thing I found out that I really loved about KD was his equal balance between I know that I'm the shit and I know I have more work to do. Yeah, right. Like the competition with self. And I feel like there's a lot of people that don't have that. Or don't either, even if you don't recognize, you don't have people in your circle that even recognize, like, how to maintain the humble button while also recognizing your strengths. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So where does that come from? Uh, I think that comes from, for one, not having, like, too many yes men. Because I think that's where a lot of motherfuckers fuck up, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you it's good, regardless if it is or not. I tell my niggas straight up. And it's not too many people that I even trust to do it when I tell them not to bullshit me, so I mean, it's only a few people I share my shit with, but yeah. let them know, like, uh, give me give me your fool, you know, don't, don't hold back on me, you know, let me know, because I'm still trying to progress at the end of the day. I mean, as if you're an artist and you're not still trying to progress, you shouldn't refer to yourself as an artist, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's always room to grow like, with your craft, whether it's doing something different, whether it's staying in the lane and perfecting that, you know? Mm-hmm. I just know I'm not at my full potential, and I know I still got a lot of shit to do, so I mean, I'm I'm not comfortable where I'm at. I know I'm, like you said, I know I'm good at what I do, but I'm I'm not going to get stuck in that. So, yeah. That makes sense. I mean, it's good to have people around you. Like, you cannot have no yes men around you. You do got to have, you also, you also, and this is for the creatives, like, anybody who's a creative of any type, you don't even necessarily have to be an artist. You can't have people, when I say pick this apart, that they go looking for things to pick apart. Because sometimes people will be like, oh, you want me to, like, I know he want me to keep it real, so let me find something not to like. And that's not helpful. That's that's not as helpful as you lying to me and telling me this shit is good. So I don't need either. The equal balance of people who can keep you in there, that kind of creative space and challenge you as well as tell you, nah, you got this one. Like, this one, that, that's a good one. I think is very important and also very underrated. You know what I'm saying? So you learn to weed out the motherfuckers who ain't going to keep it real with you to you, you. You're learning quick, for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or they weed, them, they weed themselves out. They disappear, you know what I'm saying? And it don't take much for them to do that, you know what I'm saying? It's like turning the lights on in a bug. Like, for the bugs just scatter when the lights on. Like, they just do it naturally, you know what I'm saying? Except them bold bugs in Houston, man. Them, 
Them hey. cockroaches, they don't budge, man. Them, 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 them flying, but they, you turn it on, they look at you like, hey, you running up the building here. You might want to turn that off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> so I got some audience questions for you, all right? Um, and after we got done with the initial interview, somebody sent in three more questions. So, um, you know, they weren't done yet. So when can we get some new music and when's the next EP dropping? Uh, no definitive answer. I won't give that because you know I'm not no bullshitter that's gonna leave me alone. Right. That's my past life. Uh, <laughs> you know, currently I say I mean we still just trying to put this shit together. I mean, so hopefully soon. But like I said, don't quote me on it because I don't want to. I don't want to get nobody else. So, but we are trying to. We we trying to put it together. And we just making this music right now, trying to see where everything can go, man. Yeah. Um. How has your creative process been during this quarantine? Uh, uh, if you recall me telling you, I mean, I've been working a lot still. My job ain't took no hit as far as with all the COVID shit going mm -hmm. on. I've been working my regular schedule. I still get my writing and beat, beat searching in whenever I'm able to and when I got downtime. But I mean, it hasn't really been affected so much by the quarantine. I mean, it's just like I told you before, I don't, I don't force anything. So mm -hmm. I can divide that I want to write, or if I want to write and I happen to find something that I could flow with, for sure. But I mean, I kind of still been doing my same thing as far as just getting into it whenever I feel that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, did you find yourself getting into anything new during quarantine, like outside of music? Uh, did I? Mm, I think I'm going to say no. Yeah, I, I ain't. I I ain't done too much for real. Yeah, it's been music, uh, working. Uh, if I was a weed smoker, I'd probably have been smoking weed throughout this yeah. whole quarantine. Yeah, time. hypothetically. Yeah, hypothetically speaking, yeah. you no, know, it's 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 not my thing. Yeah, no, nah, not me either. I would never smoke weed to yeah, what? elevate Maybe. myself. No, nah, yeah, no, mama, uh -huh. mama, what? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> I must be some kind of fool. I would never, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, mama, yeah. mama, you raised a better man than that. You know what I'm saying? I would never do that shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So, I would never do that. I would yeah, yeah. I would never, I would never, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, um, what do you think about <laughs> what's going on um, in Minneapolis when we had this interview, but um, now since then, what seems to be happening around the world? Uh, what I will say, it's a lot of shit. I mean, it's a lot of solidarity depending on, you know, how you looking at it. It's a lot of unity depending on how you look at it. Some trying to still divide us, you know. One thing I will say in light of all this, and I put a tweet out kind of some of this nature, but just like with all the rioting, you know, the, the protests and everything like that, we got a lot of people trying to tell us, oh, you know, you shouldn't be doing this. It just don't, it doesn't have a meaning. What's the end game? Let people react. We're human, you know. So, you you trying to tell somebody that they shouldn't be having this natural reaction to seeing this fucking recurring tragedy without justice, without any type of anything? I don't want to hear that. And now you you just as guilty if you trying to you know deprive people of being able to have that raw natural emotion, regardless if it comes violently, regardless if it comes peacefully. I mean, it's something that. We got to do it, you know. I mean, and, and it's something that everybody is dealing with in their own way. Mm -hmm. I will say, we need some more justice, though, as a, as a co collectively, you know. Like this shit, 
it, it can't keep happening, bro. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. I'm and regardless if people see this riding as extreme or too much, I mean, it's making them hear us. So yeah, for sure, for sure. And I had that conversation with my homeboy right before um, we got on this interview, just about the people, the different reactions. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's some things I disagree with in it all. Obviously, yeah. they're the people that are taking advantage of this and rioting and, and inciting violence and all that kind of stuff like that. But the once when you create an environment like this, when society creates an environment like this, there's there's only so much that um, people can take. You see yeah. what I'm saying? And, and eventually, when you reflect violence and people are like, no more violence, when somebody finally stands up for themselves to the bully, yeah. usually it's the person they get caught and not the bully. People feel bad for the bully. So like and 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 you know, we we got to do something or the same thing is gonna happen. But change it's time for change. You know what I'm saying? Whatever that looks like, you know, windows can be replaced. These things can be replaced. Of course, it costs money, but lives that are lost, we lose those forever. And, and this hasn't happened once or twice. This happens on multiple occasions, and enough is enough for people. Not to mention. Excuse me. People have been stuck in the house. If people have been stuck in the house for coronavirus, we've been quarantined this whole time. Yeah. Listen, if they're coming out here willing, like, risking getting sick and all that stuff like that, obviously this means a little bit more to them than just it, it means something to them. You know what right. I'm saying? I had somebody say uh, <laughs> that she thought people were doing this just, like, out of boredom. I'm like, no, nah, I mean, I think how I worded it was, I think the – the problem and the reason for the protest and the rioting is still the same, regardless if, you know, there are some people who are taking it overboard, regardless there's some people that are taking advantage of the situation and, you know, get all these free things. Regardless of that, the reason for this is still the same. It's not, nobody's protesting because it's some fun shit to do. Yeah. Why yeah. is out there lighting shit on fire because it's something to do? You just call it channeling fucking frustration that's been building up for how fucking long? How many, how many hashtags, how many... People we don't had to see die when they was begging for their life. So I mean, I would never, I never put off all, all the energy that I've seen some people putting toward mm-hmm. breaking down the people who are feeling away and who are being aggressive or being violent, whatever the case may be. It might not be the way, but you don't get to choose the reaction as the oppressor. And even, and it's not even only the oppressors that's you know trying to trying to fucking. With some people them. internally they're telling us what the yeah. That's you a know, hell of a quote though. I'm not gonna hold you. You, yeah. you don't get to control the reaction as the oppressor. Oh, bro, you don't. Damn, we might as well end the interview right there because that's a <laughs> that's some shit, right? You, Katie, you on some shit, man. Like, you cannot control the reaction as an oppressor. Hey, I mean, you know, once you, once you damn, one of the things you're doing is this is what you signing up for. You signing up for somebody to reach a reach a boiling point, and that's kind of how I put it. Is this is what this is? Is not. Random acts of violence, random acts of, you know, none of this is random. This is people reaching a fucking boiling point that could have been reached however many fucking years ago, you know? Mm-hmm. So, now, I mean, that's, that's just where I'm at with it, you know? But I do I do hope we start to see some type of change from it and maybe they see just some shit we fucking passionate about, bro. Mm-hmm. As yeah. well as you, if you doing it from home, trying to support, regardless if you're out there on the front lines, whatever you're doing, I mean, it's, it's, it's something that obviously you can see it shook everybody up, you know? Yeah. Mean, that's just that's just what it is. Very, very well worded, man. Very well worded. Um, one of the last questions is, um, what? well, they had two more, but what do you think about the current state of hip-hop? Oh, man. I just feel like 
I'm I'm not gonna say I'm on the fence. I actually think for the most part, like a cool like 95%, I, I'm fucking with it right now because okay. I think we're at a time right now, and you could you could weigh in if you want to. But I feel right now we're at a time like a lot of people are not being afraid to step out what their so-called lane is. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people are like, don't mind experimenting right now. And, and that's just for lack of a better word. But I mean, you just see a lot of people trying different stuff and doing a whole lot of different music. That doesn't even, that's not only just rap, you know? And I, I personally like that shit. I love to see, you know, artists doing new shit. Mm-hmm. And we, I mean, even beyond that, niggas who ain't experimenting, we got some niggas that's just spitting right now, mm-hmm. you know? Even if that's what they do is just rapping, we got some niggas right now that's spitting, you know, mm-hmm. like, I can name a bunch of them, but we all know, you know? Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think um, at, at one point it did feel like uh, if you weren't a certain caliber of a rapper, yeah. you were not allowed in the game or you wouldn't last long in the game. Like a young thug wouldn't last long coming on, singing the melodies and that kind of stuff. That kind of style wouldn't last long. A gunner wouldn't last long. Um, you had to like either it was like rap or die. Um, but now you do get a wide variety of breaking the barriers of what hip hop is and really showing the inspirations of hip hop as well to these other genres. Like you hear it and you be like, oh, shoot, like we could go and we can make a pop song or we can make the most hip hopist, grittiest song, um, grittiest song that there is. You know what I'm saying? And so I think we, we offer a lot more. Um, my mom is just calling me. <laughs> at the wrong time um and we are just you know it's it's a lot better it's a lot more opportunities to come in here like for me to be able to come in here and just rap either i can just rap this way now me i'm not big on melodies but i got a homeboy who's getting into music and he is killer with the melodies and shit like that he'll come in and people will love him just as much as they love me so i definitely agree with everything that you're saying my mom threw me off lost my my note oh good shout out shout out to mamas man you know you only get one you only get one mama man um Last question. What do you hope to accomplish with your music? Oh, man, I want to, my, my first and foremost, I want to keep getting better with the shit. And I want to like, not not be able to have anybody box me in into this one category. You know, mm-hmm. and I know why I, I've been experimenting a lot, too. So I say that and I leave it at that. But I, I want to just keep gaining supporters, more ears to it, you know, more, more people that's touched by the music. I want to keep making shit that's relatable to people i feel like i've done that so far i feel like i've touched on different things not just stayed here and not expanded i feel like i've done a lot of that i want to keep doing a lot more of that you know so yeah this is really right now okay um so katie let we 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 got into this topic the last time and for those that want to know um i called you uh originally katie the avatar because when the game needed the most he disappeared you know what i'm saying so uh, where has KD been? Um, where and where's your mindset now? And and what can we look forward to? And bro, I mean, he's just been dealing with life, bro. I mean, had had a tragic loss of my mom mm-hmm. and last September. I mean, I kind of been dealing with that, and that obviously anybody gonna duck off after that. So that's mm-hmm. kind of where I was at. And even once I start trying to get back into the music, I mean, it just. It, it comes and goes and it has its times where that's just not the vibe for me. So, I mean, I, I'm in a spot right now mentally where, like, I don't want to force that on myself. And there was a time period when I was, you know, so now I just don't want to 
I feel like the best shit comes organically and naturally when it's not, when I'm not making myself do the shit. So if I'm taking longer to release or if I'm taking longer to say where I've been at with the music, that's that's probably the reason why. It's just I don't want to, I don't mind putting pressure on myself, but I don't want to have the music. You you can hear it in the music when it's not mm-hmm. that, I guess, for life, for, for lack of a better word. Yeah. But, um, and I've just been trying to get the get the shit uh, perfected for real. Now that I am kind of trying to get back into the swing of things, I just want to make sure everything is good and make sure the music is gonna go where it'll fit and make sure it's good before I put it out. Yeah, that, I mean that makes sense as all people should. But in this world where it's so easy to just get what you want when you want it, people just put a higher demand on. Especially good artists, I feel like it's hard to find good artists. And so, you know, we put this high demand. Once we hear something we like, we want it all the time when when we want it as consumers. But as an artist, our mind does not work that way to distribute things. Although it may be easy for us to do something, um, the way that we execute something, like it's easy for me to put words to paper, but the way that I want to execute it and put it on the song in a way that I want it to sound is just going to be completely different. That's a whole different process. People don't know you could come up with a whole, I mean, you could have the song written from first word to very last word and get in the studio and it's just like, mm-hmm. it's not sound how I thought it was going to sound. Nope. nope. That's, that's one of the speed bumps, one of the hurdles you got to deal with as an artist, but a lot of people don't, you don't see that side unless you're an artist, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a, um, <clears throat> I wrote a song two years ago, um, had the lyrics, had the beat, the beat got sold. Fuck. So I had to wait until I could find another beat, and that wasn't until two years ago, which is now Hyde. But, like, um, there's, like, so much – there was so much time that went there. I was like, man – and I go go through my phone, and every time I find a new beat, I try to plug – that's the first thing I try to plug in there. And I'm like, fuck, this don't work. I got to write from scratch. But then I found the beat that worked, bought the beat immediately because I didn't want to play no games and wait another two years. And, you know, it turned into something that not only – that work that jail well the music and the and the words jail together, but something that I was happy with, and then something that turned out to be a hit with the people that listen to my music. Yeah. So, um, okay, here we go. We're gonna go into our segment we like to call underrated and favorite. All right. So, Katie, give me your top two songs from you, and one song you need one people, uh, one song you need people to wake the fuck up, wake the fuck up on about. So, uh, my two would be. Uh, why they hate me? And I just feel like just I mean, and it, it obviously fits for the times right now. But just mm-hmm. you know, it's not gonna be a time where that song is not relevant, you know? Because that's something that's been constant is, is mm-hmm. police and being fucked about the police. Uh, and then I would probably say, um, one in a million. I just feel like. That that song did so that shit just hit different for me when I first did it. I mean, like, I, I finished that fucking song when I was fucking working at the uh, summer camp. Like, mm-hmm. I remember, I remember being stuck on that shit, and just like that's why it's another reason why it's big on me too is because I didn't get I didn't write it and it didn't flow as smooth as like I was used to at the time. You know, at the time I had the hot hand and that shit stopped me in my in my tracks. So to finally when it finally came together full circle and got recorded and turned out to be like one of the bigger songs on my uh my debut project you know and it just you know to this day that shit just it sits with me i love that song yeah uh and one that people need to wake up on uh who really changed part two on um perspective that's 
that song just, I mean, I, I can't even put it in the words. I, I love that song, though, and I love the story I'm telling on it and the, the topic I'm, I'm tackling on that. So, yeah. Yeah. This, I mean, everything you just named is good. Who really changed part two is really, um, I, you know, out of all the ones that you just named, really good. Why they hate me, obviously, always, like you said, going to be super relevant um, in these times. So um, the songs that I had, my top two was When I Lost It, <clears throat> obviously the the feature, I mean, the the sample on that, love the sample, um, and then Stuck. I was playing Stuck when you when you came in here. Stuck is super hard. Uh, Katie got this bag, this poetry love bag that he gets into, man, that I don't know what it is. There's certain rappers when they get, Cole does it. Cole can execute it very well. Kendrick can execute it very well. Deontay does also very well names that we keep mentioning up here that when there's these certain rappers that get into this lovey-dovey bag and they just know how to you also had a song it was a line in build up and it was talking about was i think it was build up that it was talking about how you know how basically shorty was complaining but she'll never mention the part she'll never tweet about the part that she how, how much of love she was how much of love she was in in love she was in love with her tweet she always leave that part out oh god <laughs> and i was just looking you know it made me go on my timeline and i'm looking outside of like all the stuff that's going on in the world i'm in my timeline i'm like you know what he's so fucking right because these girls will tell you man men ain't shit uh all this other stuff like that but they'll never tell anyway um uh, that you know anyway it's because the girl who who, who that was written about she always used to say she would claim I had a diss track about it once I showed her that shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she was like, <laughs> she's like, so, so when you dropping my diss track, mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm just speaking my truth. You just happen to have some <laughs> oh. I'm just, I'm just speaking my truth. Katie, I'm not gonna hold you, brother. I just had this conversation about diss tracks two days ago. The girl texted me and she was like, nah, you wrote a diss track about me. Da, 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 da. I said, listen, you should be happy. You feel some, you feel some heat. I'm not gonna hold you. Thanks, thanks. Everybody outside of you like that song. So, you know what I'm saying? That's all I know to date. Because I'm telling you about yourself. You see what I'm saying? I'm just putting a mirror to you. I ain't doing nothing else but just putting a mirror to you. That's all that is. Bro. That's all that is. Um, and then my super sleeper was obviously build up. I, you know, I'm trying to learn the words of that one right now because that shit just super, super duper hard, man. Uh, very good song. Very good song to flow on. You get a you get a glimpse of Katie's cadence of one of his many styles of cadence, but like you know that foot pedal, the gas foot to the gas thing again. Just a constant. It was a slow build up. He gets you get that one line and bring you right back in. And also the line that I mentioned about flexing on um, flexing on people for the principal. It's on the second verse, and a lot of people cannot carry a second verse. They they give their all in the first. They give their all in the first, but then. Um, the second they kind of just like that was poo poo and you should have just left that song they just it's bad it's just bad so i really appreciate a good artist that can um that can do that you know what i'm saying that, that can do that so um man i think we're about to wrap it up soon i think that's pretty much it so katie what is the end goal for you i like asking this question like what is your end goal um and also what is your why so first what is your why why do you rap uh, I rap for one just because of the love of music. I mean, that's just that's been there and it stayed constant with me throughout my whole life since I was a young. Just just the love for music drive me already. Mm -hmm. uh, my why again is just like knowing that I got people who really are not even, not banking on me to to make it with this shit, but like that genuinely believe I could, mm -hmm. and that shit fuels me a lot when I don't be thinking myself that I can. So that you feel me that that lights a little fire under me and it definitely is a big part of my uh my why is just to hopefully one day get a people that 
are around me is important to me the satisfaction of seeing me, you know, do what they say they knew I could, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and uh, what is your, what's the bigger, what's the end goal or the bigger picture for you? Uh, I don't want to be basic and say like getting on because <laughs> hey, that's, that's neither here nor there really. Yeah. It happens, we lit, you know? Yeah, for but, sure. But that's not, that's not so much what I want to do with it. I mean, I, I do want to gain, you know, recognition. I do want to gain more listeners and just kind of continue to have my music grow on people. And hopefully, like I said earlier, continue to drop shit that people could feel and share with everybody. Shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, shit, that sounds like solid-ass answers to me, man. Uh, Katie, I think that's pretty much all I got, man. Is there anything else that you want to say to the people? Anything you want to let them know? Uh, man, don't let nobody fuck your vibes up. Uh, as, as To the best of your ability, stay positive. I say that, you know, I, it's easy said and done for sure sometimes. Uh, keep streaming the music. Um Stay patient with me. Y'all good at that. I mm-hmm. always think y'all stay patient with me, but it's always worth it, I hope. Uh, and shout out to Marcus for having me, bro. Hey, man, it ain't no thing, man. The uh, real ones is scarce right now. So, I mean, uh, to, to come in c- contact with some is always a blessing. And the same to you, man. KD, I told told him before, KD was the first person I wanted to interview in this interview series. Um, but, you know, we always happy things happen organically and naturally. And, like, we came together when we were supposed to, you know what I'm saying? So, um Y'all will never get to see the conversation we had prior, but I think that that was just two homeboys just talking and chatting it up, man. And to be honest, um, you know, I'm very glad for that moment, but I'm also glad that y'all are able to get this episode of interviews and able to hear from KD because KD's just a dope dude. Um, just a real solid cat, you know what I'm saying? Uh, ain't, ain't nothing else to it, you know? Let people know where they can find you, KD. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, KDThePoet underscore. You can follow me on Twitter at just KD the Poet and stream me on any streaming service that you happen to use for your music uh at katie the poet i mean that's it that's it um as for everybody else that has been another episode of insta views with your boy marcus j destin and katie the poet you know what i'm saying um look be on the lookout uh, me and KD got a song on the way. I just sent it to my engineer last night to get my verse mixed and mastered. So that is going to be the next song y'all hear from us. It is entitled Zydeco. I listened to KD's track twice, and I've cried twice. Um, just his verse on that. So be expecting some heat, you know what I'm saying? I just I love working with people. So And KD really challenged me. He, he really blew me off the track. So be on the lookout for that. I have Ransom. on the uh, Ransom is out now on all DSPs, a very love song, lovey-dovey vibe, you know what I'm saying? Just to kind of raise your spirits. You know what I'm saying? And show some appreciation to the person that you love. Um, There's other shit and more shit on the way. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all, but y'all already know that, though. Um, Be on the lookout for another episode of Instaviews. I can't even talk today. And don't forget you can stream this on YouTube. Watch it on YouTube. Stream it as a podcast, as an audio version, or whatever it is you need to get it. You know what I'm saying? Love y'all. I appreciate y'all. We out.